It's fall, 1968. Bill Corbin is celebrating on Main Street with the rest of his small New Jersey town. Usually after a victory during football season, we would have a like a little victory parade through town. And this young white girl reported that some black kid had grabbed her butt. And she turned around and just named the first person that she seen. So the police arrested Thomas Pollard, who we call Tudabug. But he wasn't the one that did it. So he was arrested, prosecuted, jailed for it. He was in jail for a couple years. I had no faith in the system after that. You can no longer depend on the man downtown to take care of business. The 60s were a turbulent time in the country, civil rights era. I just didn't get along with white people because we had no interaction outside of sports. I've never really sat at the same table and broke bread with a white guy or a white girl. Basically, it was them against us. When Martin Luther King was murdered, well, everybody loved him, as you well know. And once he got killed, the anger just set us teenagers off. So we just went to school and decided we just ain't taking this anymore. That was basically the first incident of violence at that high school. We just started running up and down the halls, through the door open to the classroom, and told any black person in there, said, come on, time to go. And they just got up and came with us. We ran to school, just hit anybody that got in our way, including teachers. One person got a broken jaw, a lot of cuts and bruises, and one teacher had a heart attack. He went down, and you know they just stepped over him and kept on going. By the time the state troopers came, the fight had ended. They tried to question Bill, but he could only think about his friend who was wrongfully arrested. I had nothing to say to anybody in power. Nothing. After the riot, Bill noticed that his teachers and classmates treated him differently. It happened to change things in the school because all of a sudden now we weren't taken for granted anymore. I mean, all we wanted was some type of respect and recognition. And before then, we weren't getting anything. But I really did want to go to college to try to better myself and to better the black race. I went to Glassboro State and I really got to worldly politics. And that's when my love of the black power struggle really came to the light in my mind. We take care of our own. We must love black people. 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 Bill really did get his opportunity to take care of his own. It all started with a punch. There was a major fight at one of the fast food places between the blacks and the whites, and the blacks got the better of the white guys. The black kids involved in the fight ran back to their dorm, Hawthorne. In the meantime, the white community heard about the fight, and things started getting out of control. It divided the whole town, or maybe thousands of people. An angry mob formed and went to Hawthorne, looking for revenge. Bill lived in Hawthorne, and so he helped take charge of the situation. He ushered black students from all across campus into the dorm. And we gathered everybody inside, and then we just took over the dorm and, and just held it down. They basically told any white people in the dorm to leave, and they just had to get out. Black students barricaded themselves into the dorm and watched the mob approach. You got to the window and Here's people coming across campus, cars and trucks pulling up. It was white folks coming from everywhere. And we were outnumbered. They were threatening to kill any and everybody who came out of that dorm black. We should burn this down, we should burn that down. And you know, we just thought it was gonna be over in, in an hour or so, but there was so many people who just kept coming up and coming up. What they didn't know is that we, let's just say we had picked up some artillery, some guns, you know, shotguns and, and, and pistols. 
they were ready to protect their friends who were involved in the fight, no matter what it took. We weren't going to just turn over a couple of friends to them. No, you, no, you come on in and try to take them. Come on, bring it. You want a piece of me? Here it is. The police rolled up, but Bill and his friends refused to talk to them because they had no idea what would happen to them if they left the building. We did not trust the Glassboro Police Department and or the state troopers, not at all. Profiling existed completely then. We'd been there, done that. At first, Billy tried calling more friends for backup, but then the phone lines went dead. They cut the phone lines to the dorm. They had a couple of large megaphones, you know, they had the spotlights and everything else. The dorm was surrounded. Hell yeah, I was afraid. Very afraid. Wrong spark. You could have gotten some college students killed, including me. Then all of a sudden, here comes the National Guard. The National Guard dispersed the crowds and tried to communicate with the students inside Hawthorne. At first, Bill and the others debated what to do. The National Guard wanted them to leave the building, but they were sure that if they did, they would be arrested or beaten. They expected the system to fail them, just like before. For three days, the National Guard waited for them to make a decision. They didn't force their way in. They used great restraint. They really did. That restraint impressed the students, so they finally agreed to talk. We let the negotiators in. Like Martin said, if you try to talk things out instead of fighting things out, maybe things will work themselves out. Then there was questions asked and conversation between the guys. I mean, you know, look, let's just end this and get on back to the business of being a college student if they're going to let us. The students agreed to leave the building if no charges were filed against them for their standoff. They opened the doors, braced themselves, and... Come on out, you know, and just walk. We ended the siege peacefully. It was the last thing Bill expected, that the man would actually be on his side. We had a mob of white college students. They could have killed us all for the National Guard. To let the whole thing just end without any more violence, I think it was pretty remarkable on their point. I I really learned a lot. And through negotiations, yes, things can happen. Things can change. Things are ready to be changed, but you have to talk. If I had to do it all over again, I think I'd have been the passive person that I am now. Instead of just taking my fist out on people now, I would just, I like to talk now instead of fight. Big thanks to Bill Corbin for sharing his story and Emil Klein for his help. That piece was produced by our own Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.